Good evening. It's Tuesday. This show is called Club Top Shot. Sometimes we don't always talk about to- Top Shot. Sometimes we rarely talk about Top Shot. But tonight, I brought in two Top Shot thought leaders. We got Mike Zakarian from Team Hold. We got John Boy Beats from Momentum Labs. And tonight, we're going to talk about their trip to Vegas for NBA Summer League, about recent Top Shot happenings, lots going on over there, and all that good stuff tonight on CTS. <laughs> I forgot John about this Boy. new intro. <laughs> I know. I know. Wow. A new <laughs> intro? Someone's not tuning into Club Top Shot on Tuesdays, Mike. I mean, we've had this for a while. I said I forgot about the new intro. This is my first time on this side of it. You know what? I'm actually starting to get sick of your team hold intro because I've now gotten to the point, Mike, where I actually listen um, via podcast. And so oh, wow. I utilize the like 15 second skip button. <laughs> One skip's not enough. Two skips not enough. Sometimes it takes a full three skips. You need ninety to get to the monologue. It's ninety seconds, baby. It's ninety seconds. Ninety second intro. My God, Mike. I mean, Listen. you're really making a meal of it over there. And now he's gonna have to create another one for NFL. I know. I know. That that's the problem with these assets. I know. Like on my best ball breakfast streams. Um, on Mondays on the intro, I, I like the intro, but it has the best ball mania two thing up there. People have started pointing it out and I'm like, all right, yes, we'll, we'll update it. So, I mean, we, we back ourselves into a corner with these bits consistency. They want, they, they want to make sure it's, it's, it's truthful. I'm sorry, Fetty. I guess I'm just not a real team hold head. The real ones listen to every single second. Real ones get it. The real ones get it. Um, you know what? Hear what I'll say. I can win you back. I do listen, though, still to Mike uh, running down everyone who's in the chat. That's <laughs> how you know I'm a real fan. Yeah. I could skip over that part. <laughs> that keeps yeah, the people coming the back. Yeah. Um, so you guys are, are fresh off of your trip to Vegas. How long were you guys both out there? Uh, I got in Wednesday. I got in Wednesday, left Sunday afternoon. And then John, you got in a little yeah, bit. Later, I rolled right? in. I rolled in Thursday night. Uh, drove drove out from SoCal, um, and then uh, went straight to the penthouse Thursday night, baby. <laughs> I've I've done both versions of that. I've done Mike's version of the East Coast, you know, flying out, and then I've done plenty of from SoCal driving. And uh, I will say, there's more. I guess both of the the arriving in Vegas still is like one of the best feelings. Yeah. Uh, driving down to or flying oh, wow. in and seeing those lights, and then conversely. Heading out of Vegas is just like you're like, what did I just do to my body, and why did I do this? It was so bad when <laughs> yeah. we landed. When we landed, two women, uh, I would say in their fifties, got in a fight on the plane as we were getting off. Uh, and I think that is just like the epitome <laughs> of leaving Vegas and flying back to the East Coast. It was like one in the morning at this point, and one was just a little pissed at how quickly the other got up when we landed, and that was the <laughs> impetus for the fight. Which, like, honestly, yeah, wait your turn. It wasn't your turn yet. Sit down. Uh, and it was great. And I was like, yeah, we all feel this way. (laughs) That's like when you land in Vegas, everyone's like clapping and doing shots. And when you're departing (laughs) Vegas, people are just like fighting, fighting women. (laughs) I don't know if it's worse Uh, to drive home for four and a half hours or like sit in an airport, sit on a plane nowadays, like 80% of the flights are getting screwed up. I mean, did you, did you, uh, run anything, Mike? Are you, you got clean, clean slate? No, no, we were. 
we were good and Kelsey was gracious enough to pick me up late too. So that made it a lot, that made it a lot easier. Um, so I, I, I ran pretty hot with the, with the flights. I didn't run into any issues. Yeah, I know we're, uh, I'm flying out tomorrow to Colorado and I just checked into my flight, everything looking good now, but I'm, I'm bracing for, it. I'm like, yeah. at least I'm mentally prepared for the tilt. Like I'm assuming something bad's going to happen. So if it doesn't, then I'm like, Oh, this is a pleasant surprise. Right. Free roll. Free roll, free roll. So tell me about like, what was your guys's itinerary out there? It seemed like there was a decent amount of obviously stuff. Mike, you had planned with team hold stuff. Top shot had planned stuff that you were just doing, you know, NBA summer league events, like, uh, paint us a scene. What, what, what was it like out there? Well, John, I think we got to start right with the, with the penthouse. Cause I think people might've been like, oh yeah, of course. Right. John boy beans got a penthouse. Cause I, I think so. Plus EV. We, yeah, I assumed you were joking. <laughs> no. So, uh, <laughs> Super well, draft and kind of super, yeah, yeah. Super draft and the judge, uh, well, or maybe the judge works for super draft. I'm not entirely sure what the relationship is. There's a party somewhere in the, the range. Yeah, they had a party on Thursday night that was at in this like penthouse at the Cosmo that uh had like a balcony, which I didn't know they had balconies on tops of casinos. It felt a little dangerous, but a little cool. Uh, and then it was frisky. just you know. Yeah, a little frisky, and it was so it was a, a mix of like top shot people and fantasy people, which was kind of it was like the fun first way to like break the ice too, because not everybody it was like a smaller group of people, um, but that was a good time. That was like a good way to start. I thought. Yeah, yeah, I I rolled in. Uh, I rolled in late. We got there like ten thirty, ten forty five or whatever, and I'm like, I'm just jonesing to get get over there. I, you you got to get to the hotel. You got to check in. You got to do all that crap, and then. Uh, and I, uh, I'm starving too because I drove it with uh, actually Jeb Bush and his dad. And I drove and they convinced me that we need to just charge through and not get anything to eat. So I'm like, Mike's like oh. telling us, hey, come to the come to the penthouse party, like get here, whatever. And we're like, all right, I have to shove like a $16 overpriced hot dog down my face just to get me <laughs> through the night. I'm already like started down in Vegas. <laughs> I, I've then, had uh, that moment too where I've landed in Vegas and I know that all my friends are already like off to the races and mm -hmm. I'm like looking at like the Burger King and like across from my JetBlue gate being like do I just get something now real quick <laughs> mm -hmm. just knowing they are not going to give me an opportunity to eat or what do you do like it is a tough spot to be in yeah it, and there wasn't yeah, they was like cool. they let us to believe snacks were there and there were snacks there was a lot of like nice cheeses um but man, we we went pretty hard. That was a fun night. And I will say too, this is my first time meeting John in person. I had been there for a while too. I'd been at the party since like 7.30. <laughs> I think John rolled in around like 10.30. We hung, we hung out till it was around midnight. I'm ready to call it a night. This is my second night. I'm trying to pace myself. As we're wrapping up, John goes, so we gambling boys? <laughs> in the most perfect rallying cry. And then we went and played blackjack for like the next next what felt like 11 hours uh yeah great. and we will yeah. get into the top shot stuff but i need to was this the infamous blackjack dealer you both have like teased this story to no. me and oh, uh man. and and now i need to hear it <laughs> no that was a, that i i feel john take it away that was the last night yeah man. take it away. that's on the night out so so similar uh you know similar way on the way out with uh top golf running pretty late and uh and uh, I'm pretty sure it's a very similar rally cry. Like, so boys, last night we're not just going to bed here. We got to gamble again. <laughs> TST was out there, and he he was in the like purgatory spot of flight was at like 7 a.m. And yeah. it's like you know, okay, you're not going to go to bed for like two hours, so you might as well just 
keep her running. And we, uh, we, he went straight from the blackjack table to the hotel room <laughs> to grab his stuff to the Uber to the casino. But we're, uh, yeah. So we find this blackjack table, and it's like uh, it was in the the main MGM grant, uh, main yeah, main MGM. So it was twenty five dollar tables everywhere. We're like, you know, trying to get some you know lighter action at the fifteens, and uh, uh, our our guy DJ local goes up to uh, 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 just our sweetheart dealer Niu and says, "Hey, if we got five guys here willing to you know throw it out, could we do 15? And uh, I don't really know what happened, but she said yes, and uh, all of a sudden we're, uh, we're we're playing fifteen and. And uh, she was just a saint. She was basically playing five hands by herself, and we were just like supplying the money. She was, just, she was, she was. <laughs> that is what blackjack through... is. <laughs> no, but there no, was no, no decisions like, being made. There was no oh, decisions was... being made on our end. Oh, she was just like, okay, boom, next, next, okay, you, yeah, you should hit. Oh, oh no, don't. All right, next, next, and then like before, like, like there's there's a guy, you know, Weisberg's in the middle, and he's, like, doing some math in his head. She's, like, already two people down, and he, like, goes to make a hand call. And it's like, dude, you don't even need to call. Like, do anything at this point. She's she's not worried about what the cameras are picking up. She's already on to the uh, the, the, the fifth guy in line here. It was amazing. There was, a, there was a couple of times, like, I think she was showing, like, a seven, and I had an eight, and John had an eight, and so she just started at hand three. She started at C3. Yeah. She skipped us. She does. She's bailing you out. She knows that there's drug great. people there. You guys aren't doing math, and she's just going to do the GTO for you. It was great. Oh, it really man. was. That was, was honestly phenomenal. the best part of the weekend. It was so fun. Uh, Poker you, Pro Eric says, why was it? Where oh, God. Oh, no. I was going to say, Speaking why, why was it Pete Overs at, at the live show on stage? Look, Poker Pro Eric, I've seen the clip. And I wish I was there to join the piling on of Poker Pro Eric. Uh, I mean, was your entire live show just apparently a roast of Poker Pro Eric? Yeah, let me just say the best part of the entire show. We have Jacob come on about halfway through and we're like, Jacob, listen, man, we've, you know, you've taken a lot of bullshit from a lot of us on stage. Let me just give you a little runway. What Get anything off your chest that you need to get. And though he took a breath, and the first thing he did was dunked on PPE. <laughs> it was incredible. It was incredible. Um, but yeah, it was a PPE roast. I think that's what it turned into. He, you know what? And as much shit as we give Poker Pro Eric, he was a really good sport about it. So as as hesitant as, as I am to shout out Poker Pro Eric, he was a good sport. Yeah. Well, and when you when you end the show winning a hollow, it's pretty easy to walk away a good yeah, sport. Was, I haven't that's sent right. it to him yet. And we did, yeah, we should, uh, yeah. Mike, you had another run-in with one of uh, our guys, Ricky Beers. He, uh, It was hilarious because you sent me a photo of you with Ricky Beers. <laughs> like, uh, Ricky, the celebrity that you happened to bump into and take a photo with. Ricky, uh, we saw Ricky at, um, at Beer Park at the Team Hold meetup. And uh, he was supposed to, apparently you said ice to, for him to ice me. And thankfully, yeah. I don't think the Beer Park supplies Smirnoff Ices. <laughs> Uh, and I tried to send you that photo, uh, that photo that night with the caption, don't ice me, bro. Uh, but it, it wouldn't go through. It wouldn't go through, but yeah, shout uh, Ricky bear is awesome. It's a good hang. He is. I'm going to pull up this photo here because I love this photo. It really does look like Mike is the world's biggest super fan. And when it just got a photo <laughs> with his hero, Ricky beers, <laughs> I absolutely love that. Incredible. Uh, yeah, Rick, Ricky is, uh, he is definitely known to make a quick drive over to, uh, to Vegas. And he was, uh, he was telling us too, there was, a, there was a scare that night, right? With a, they thought there was a live shooter in Vegas. Yeah. It ended up being somebody throwing, uh, like bricks through windows. Um, 
and which is still like bizarre and yeah. scary. But but what ensued is it caused like because we have uh, a couple of friends who were there for the World Series of Poker that was going on at the time. People were like trampling each other in the casinos. But it happened to be when we were over at Top Golf at the MGM. So I think we all just kind of stayed there an extra hour until stuff settled down. But yeah, it was a little alarming. That was kind of weird. Yeah, I know that was scary. I saw some uh, from poker. I think it was at Paris or whatever, where yeah, like, there were guys hiding underneath tables and people were getting trampled. I think Daniel Negreanu had a photo of his, his hand got really bloodied up. So yeah, yeah. scary situation there for sure. That's pretty weird. Um, you mentioned Top Golf. I'll pull up another photo that emerged. I, <laughs> I haven't even asked you, Mike. Like, what's what's the backstory to this photo? Was was Jr. there with Top Shot? Is this a random run in? What was this? No, dude. I texted him and I was like, "Hey, man, we're just, we're <laughs> yeah. just like just in the bay golf. over." <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, "Hey, man, you, you, uh, you, Jr." No, uh, it was a part of Top Shots thing. That was a part of their um, under promising and over delivering, or whatever they say. Uh, so on the so they did a shoot around the day before, and like Channing Fry came through. Richard Jefferson was supposed to be there too, but he had COVID. But the second night was Top yeah. Golf, and that's and uh, Jr. Jr. Really, he came. I think like a half hour late. Only really stayed for like forty minutes. Put down a couple what looked like coffee-esque martinis. Uh, maybe some. Those are called espresso martinis. martinis. <laughs> I know. It took me a sec. I couldn't get there yet. I couldn't get there. Uh, and then he bounced, but we were able to get a, a photo in, and you could tell by the photo we were both sweating our asses off. Yeah, yeah it, was it does look a. It was a bit humid. It, yeah, it does look a little hot there. So, like, what was the what was the official kind of like top shot programming and presence, um, like the events or the things they actually put on? Yeah, I think the biggest like the biggest uh, um, like branding one I feel like was kind of the open gym session that they had. So it was at the uh, I almost said the Zakarian Center, but it was at the uh, Tarkanian Center uh, or, or whatever that is in Vegas. Mike uh, sold Tarkanian so many Center. Top Shot moments that he <laughs> yeah. now has a gym name. He's bought a gym in Nevada. <laughs> <laughs> That's the really plus EV way to approach Top Shots, make the richer gym out. Uh, so yeah, we're at the Tarkanian. They have, I mean, they branded the crap out of it. There's posters everywhere. There's like Top Shot mm -hmm. sticker at Midport and there's, Barbershop courts going. Yeah, barbershop was flying, free haircuts <laughs> everywhere. Uh, they had an open snack bar. Uh, so it was just kind of a casual little uh hangout. They had, they were giving my t-shirts, stickers. That's where Channing Fry was gonna be or was at, and then Jefferson too. Um, so that was and then the you people were just you know running three on three, or we we you know unfortunately got in a couple half uh, full court games that uh probably shortened our Vegas uh, lifespan a little bit, but um mm. But yeah, I mean that was that was fun, uh, and then and then I think the then they kind of I, I guess they kind of had the top shot section in summer league all weekend as well. But then um, most of us kind of got there, or at least our crew that we were mainly with were there on Saturday for a few of those games before uh, before heading to top golf. So those were like the I guess kind of the three big the three big top shot ones. Did they have like the the booth at summer at the Mac Center like they did last time? No. Mm -hmm. No, they didn't. They, and, and that's why I was kind of funny. We were talking about this, uh, I think, privately, but a lot of the reaction, and I, I'm not like trying to fud the weekend. It was so much fun. We had a good time, but a lot of the reaction on Twitter was like, "Holy shit, dude! Top Shot crushed the expectations." And I was like, "Well, it's because the expectations were they weren't going to do anything. <laughs> like that was why." Yeah. And I, I mean, it was a lot of fun. We really did have a lot of fun, but it wasn't <clears> really, you know, it wasn't anything. It was like a really good time, but I wouldn't say anyone was like, holy shit, top shot to the moon. That being said, it seems like a lot of people have been buying since then. So, 
Well, and I mean, it's, it also seemed like if you, cause I know you guys planned your live show and had a big crew, you know, going out there that like, to me, that at least from the outside felt like the kind of tent pole event there too. It's, it seemed like top shot was kind of seeing what you guys were doing and being like, Oh, okay. There is interest. There is enthusiasm. Let's add some ancillary events around this, as opposed to you guys being like, Oh, top shot's going to have this big presence. We'll go piggyback off of this for a fun time. Yeah, I mean, I think that was kind of the goal for, I mean, like we wanted to do this anyway, so we, but we were just planning on doing it for 40 people, right? That was like, we're like, oh, I bet we could get like 50 community members to come through for this. And then when Top Shot reached out, it would made sense to, because of what they were doing, it made sense to partner up a little bit. And like, hopefully the goal is that the people that were there, and I know some of them are in the chat right now, and hopefully they can agree with this, but that it was a, I don't know, like uh, whatever sort of in real life event they're doing, whether it's summer league or the Christmas day games or opening night playoffs, whatever that, or all-star game weekend that having something like this, not necessarily has to be us, but something like this, uh, mm-hmm. like a live show is a good call, right? It got us a chance to get everybody together. I don't know. We had like 150 or so people there, get a couple of free drinks. We get to talk to some dapper people, laugh a little bit. And then the way they ended it, which is really cool. And I don't know, Pete, if you know the steady breaks crew, but Steady Breaks partnered up with Top Shot to get a bunch of packs to give away. And what they did is they get like randomly selected 30 members who were there. And each member gets a team that they're designated to. And then they did Mm. pack breaks. Uh, And then if you hit your team, you get that moment. And they were doing like series one packs. They were doing a lot of really good stuff. And it was, uh, they did a great, Steady Breaks did a great job like hyping it up too. So it's just like a nice community event that I, you know, I'm hopeful that it's something they would like to do in the future moving forward, you know, not just for my and John's bags, but like for the communities. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, I know like even last year we were ships passing in the sea with you guys, you guys were there first weekend. We were there second weekend. The no dunks guys weren't out there that this year, but or last year, but we're out at the beginning this year. And it's like, I do think if we had just a little bit more advanced planning, we could get all of us to sync up. And I just think of like club top shot, no dunks, team hold, you know, shark, right? all this stuff. We could like, we could have a sick event with fun programming and really build this out in a, in a mm-hmm. less disorganized way. Yeah. I, I would like to think they're down for that too. It seemed like at least the people that we were working with were down. I mean, Jacob came on and, uh, on the show, Janie came on the show as well and brought us all Cuban cigars, which was a nice day. Yeah. Um, that was a nice. <laughs> it's pretty funny. How did? Because you you've had a little bit of uh, you know sometimes a, a public beef with with some of them over there. Did you had did you settle this behind closed doors? Was it settled on stage? The Cuban cigar was the peace offering. How did that all go? Uh, yeah, I guess the Cuban cigar was peace offering. I had talked to her prior to this as well. I and I like listen. I said this to them both personal. I like uh one on one and you know I've said it before. None of this stuff's and you know this Pete like I you've said stuff that I'm sure is rub people. None of it's personal. Like I'm never it's never about the person. It's about like the product and what in the direction and stuff. So I like never want to you know it's never about them themselves. I like all of them and I we want them to do a good job and we believe that they're doing a good job. It's just sometimes when they're not doing something that makes sense. I don't know. I didn't work for them. You know what I mean? So yeah. I feel like it's kind of our responsibility to be like, "Hey man, what's going on here?" you know? <laughs> Yeah, no, I I feel Jake, that too. Jacob it is, is always very forthcoming about that. He's like, hey, you know, these guys got to keep us on our toes. You guys got to call us out. And, uh, you know, I kind of appreciate that. So I think they get it. I think they get it. 
Yeah, I mean, like like Mike said, like you're not you're not on the payroll. You're not a puppet. Uh, yeah. you know, for what they do, you're going to to say what you think. And I think for all of us, it has been you know, it's been hard sometimes, like, because we all were like early to this and we were very, you know, caught up in what this could be. Right. And so it's been, you know, a, a long road these past, whatever has it been now, like 17, 18 months um, yeah. of ups and downs. And so it's like, part of it comes with the territory, but part of it, um, I think has been, you know, disenchanting at times. Yeah. And I think like, I, I don't know. I mean, there's so many people came up to us while we were there too. And we were like, thanks for doing this and thanks for putting this on and thanks for putting the show together. So it's like, it's not, again, it's coming from a place of like trying to also make the product better. And so, you know, <clears throat> I'm sure there's going to be times where we butt heads a little bit. And I honestly, I like, I, I mean, and you know me, Pete, I'm not sure. I'm usually not one who, although that's probably not true. I guess I do like a little bit of a little bit. I Mike, little the, literally the, the night I was staying at your place before <laughs> when we were there for NFT NYC, you had to get up in the morning to address some top shot drama. So don't tell me you're not a drama now. <laughs> you're like, sorry. You were like, Pete, I wasn't going to do a show, but I had to get up. I got it, the- dude. Well, it's because I, I, it's because I, that's because I was tweeting out alpha from NFT. I was, was, that's listen, you know, Jack, Jack does the sources for the NBA. I do the sources for (laughs) NFT NYC. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Jack. Yeah. For, for anyone who, who is confused, uh, the, the show still exists. We just have lots of uh, busy people. Jack is on the beach. I've seen the Instagram stories verifying Andy is in Spain. Peter Jennings oh. is doing everything he can. <laughs> I'm golfing with him on Thursday, so I assume he's like cashing in, you know, some family time tonight for just a long yeah. runway this weekend. Uh, NBL, I think, just got back from Israel. Um, and who am I? I think I think that about. I assume Peter. Up. I assume Peter Jennings couldn't come back on after last week. Like I feel like he had to take a week off because I saw one of the most incredible slam dunks I've ever seen from Ashley after last week's show. It was just, yeah. just brilliant stuff. I should pull that one up. So Pete, of course, uh, was a little drunk and a little horned up last weekend <laughs> and was talking about playing golf next to Christian McCaffrey's house. He may have or may not have seen Olivia Cupo sunbathing, told that story. Ashley, of course, you know what? I It's so funny. I'll give you a peek behind the curtain with Clay and I, you know, in uh, our guy Zenon edited this clip and we we're like, we sure hope. <laughs> Ashley sees this, but we're not going to snitch. Like, you know, you don't snitch. If she sees it, she sees it. Well, someone tagged her in the post. So, I mean, so be it. It happens. I'm sure. And so she posts this and says, um, Oh, really? Go ahead and make your move, CSU Ram. Just wait until she finds out that this is your O face. Um, so. I will just say I'm forever thankful. I mean, Mike, I know Kelsey's on Twitter. I don't know if she'd ever dunk on you this hard. I'm so thankful. Lauren's not on Twitter to post photos of this of <laughs> yes. like this. No, that that was like an A plus dunk. That was so freaking good. <laughs> oh man, that's phenomenal. Oh my goodness. Um, so John, what what like was your like? Were you where were you at on? Were you satisfied with kind of the Top Shot presence? Was this kind of like if we build it, they will come thing? It, it, like it's definitely been clear from every one of you guys that you had an awesome time. Um, but yeah. does it still leave you wanting a little bit more as far as like what summer league could be? Yeah, I mean, I feel like from uh, from the events that they pulled off, I, I I would like to say that it like met expectations because like okay, this is a huge company, right? Like a multi-billion dollar company, right? Like they should be able to 
throw some pretty dope events and like that's not taken away from the the events right but it's like you know they should be able to host some cool shit for 200 300 people whatever um so i think so i think that part was like when it was it was like awesome to see and like getting all you know getting to meet a lot of the dapper employees was was great and uh just kind of being there for the weekend but i think the part that like confused me a little bit was like when we were in the thomas and max center there was just like pretty much nothing going on that like wasn't just the little section of top shot collectors hanging out and i feel like that's just a missed opportunity a little bit because i mean i'm sure you know they'll come out on spaces and say this isn't a good time to bring new people in and, you know there's like a very short three-week window of the year that's the best time to get collectors but um it seems like people that are willing to be there at summer league to watch like g league and like overseas players <laughs> for like i mean the, the stadiums are packed there's a lot of people there like those would be pretty diehard nba fans that would uh that would like to take a crack at top shot and um so just it just seems like it just seemed a little weird that there wasn't a whole like i like i got home from the trip and my father-in-law was like oh how'd it go like was there a lot of like you know, marketing boost to like try to get new users. And I was like, Oh, actually, I don't think there was really. And so that, that kind of like uh, threw me off a little bit, like wh why there, there could have been a little bit of push to like grab some people and sign them up and, and rip some packs. Yeah. And do you think it's like, because you see this across the NFT space right now, right? Like everyone's tightening up, you know, their, their budgets, you know, entering a bear market, you could have had, we were joking about it at NFT NYC with the, you know, the, the four hour happy hours condensed to, to what hour happy hours. I mean, do you think right. that's an element of it? Or do you think this is just, you know, they have so much going on and they haven't dedicated resources toward event planning? Well, you know, they haven't talked about it yet either. And I don't know if this is, this will get me back into hot water, but I know that, I know that Dapper's had some like, or Top Shot specifically has had some people like, I don't know if it's layoffs or there's, it seems like there's a handful of people that have left recently. And so I don't know, maybe they are just like refocusing, restructuring uh, finances or their resources towards a specific direction. I know it's something that Janie kept saying uh, during the live show is that they have like, the, they're basically series fours for a reset. So I don't know if they're ready to just like release the hounds and just let, uh, you know, just go nuts with marketing and stuff. I don't know if they're focusing way more on like, who their users are now, what does the min count make sense for the users that, that are here? Um, so I, I don't really know. I don't yeah. think we've gotten like a clear, we've gotten a lot. I, I will say like, I don't want it to seem like a FUD zone. I will say it seems like they have the right, they're saying the right things. I don't know what exactly they're doing with yeah, what they're saying, yeah. but there's, they are saying the right things, right, John? I think you'd, you'd agree with that, right? Yeah. I mean, at, at like, you know, one of the things that stuck out to me when we called Janie up on stage is, and we we kind of I don't remember if there was a pointed question or we gave her the floor or whatever, but one of the things she brought up is, hey, you know, we're looking to make S4. We're, we're looking to have S4 kind of make up for some of the mistakes in Series 3, which mm -hmm. I kind of remember they said that about Series 3, too, but before it started. But but we'll, we'll put that aside for now. Um, and she also said that they're willing to kind of put away or they're willing to set aside some of their revenue goals if it means like, you know, I don't know, holding to like their core product goals or whatever. Um, so I thought that was a, a valuable piece of information that because at times when like, especially when they went into like the mixed packs zone where it was like, you know, every week there's just a hundred thousand packs for sale and it was just sucking money out of everybody that it seemed like, okay, there's just a revenue machine here at work that needs to keep churning in order for them to meet their VC goals. And it doesn't really matter 
what's going on with the market and people's mm. accounts and stuff like that. And so having her kind of, I don't know, uh, speak to that a little bit. And I think even Jacob had some, some, uh, some points that kind of led to, yeah, we realized that we made some mistakes in series three, I think is at least, um, at least promising to hear that it's not just, um, just going to kind of keep going and, and we'll see like, you know, moments minted into oblivion. So, um, I don't know. I, I thought that was positive for sure. And, and hearing that it's not just, you know, fully going to be revenue goals only, um, for series four, I think is, is decent. How do you get like, cause I think it's hard. Like, how do you guys judge top shot right now in a bear market? And I know we've had a slight uptick, um, with some stuff recently, Ethereum going up a bit, top shot going up a bit, but you know, everything's easy to say it's going well in a bull market, but like, right. what are the things that you benchmark top shot success in a, in a time like this? I feel like John will have better answers for this, like w measured answers and mine's like more emotional. Uh, I just like when they don't have to walk stuff back or like, I, I think that was my biggest frustration. I'm comfortable when things aren't always going up. Like when stuff goes down, I'm like, oh, whatever, this is like part of it. I have to, like this, no matter what I invest in, this is going to happen at some point and I'm enjoying this. Um, but I think like for me, it was issues in just, you know, whether it was like weird communications going out, you were learning some stuff on spaces that weren't official. And then like other people were having advantages because they just like didn't figure out, they just didn't know how to get information out. I think it was, and that was kind of bizarre. Um, <clears throat> and this is like, this is months ago. This isn't, this hasn't been the case for a little while now. Um, but for me, it's just like avoiding those, like the dumb things, you know, so that they can focus on what they need to focus on, which is figuring out like what this user base, like how much, how many users there are. Like, I, I feel like that's always a, a question that no one really has an answer to. Um, but that's kind of how yeah. I, which is weird. It's weird to measure success by non mistakes. Like that's what I look for. Um, but that really is it. That's what it is for me. And then just seeing them like the way that they, uh, tie this to the NBA better. Like instead of just, you know, you know, like when all-star weekends happen there should be cool shit going on when summer leagues happen and there should be cool shit going on. Like those should be tent poles for what's happening. So even though summer league didn't like blow me away this year with what they did, it was a lot of fun. And I, and anybody that went out there would go again. I guarantee that. Like I think everybody who went out had a great time. And like, I think that's how you, that's how you start like to build momentum around those moments. Do you feel the yeah, same I mean, guy? I think like the, yeah, I think the, so they've set the table quite a bit for um, some of the rewards that they're going to set up for these leaderboards. Um, and I think that's majority of the reason uh, why I think the market's starting to bounce a little bit. I mean, there's, there's obviously the people that are churning through these locker room packs, these juiced up locker room packs, trying to land a, a hollow with trade tickets. So that's kind of supporting the floor. And we've seen like, I mean, you could say that the $2 floor is going away or it's, it's starting, it's getting to the point where it's, it's mostly $3 moments and, and a handful of twos here and there. But um, the leaderboards is, you know, something they teased a while ago when they announced the TSS stuff. And then now they really turned on the whole locking um, and people are, you know, the, the first prize is a cast in a wide net. They're going to get, you know, 750, the top 750 people on every leaderboard, I guess you're going to get, uh, I think it's like a mo like a moment melt kind of thing. So it'll be like the first team moment, it, it seems like for these uh, on the platform. And so, but, but my thing is like, 
you know, similar to like flash challenges, right? When flash challenges first started, everybody started spending money on flash challenges. And then because everybody had this like, you know, idea of like, oh, my rewards and we're going to get free shit and all this stuff. And then like, I mean, <laughs> there's just like, there's not like that much cool shit you could sustain for a while, right? It's just going to either be packs or moments or I don't know, maybe dapper balance or something. But like, it, I don't know, it's not like you're getting like flown in a private jet to courtside seats, you know, every week that uh, just for holding the gift set or something. So, I mean, like, I, I think that's where it, it'll be interesting to see how if, if the momentum like kind of keeps going or not when the rewards start to happen and then all of a sudden it's like back into like, okay, what next? Like I got this cool right. shit, but like what, when can I get some more shit? And it's like, well, <laughs> that's yeah. not like, that's not where their focus should be. Like their focus shouldn't be like turning the continual like reward flywheel. <laughs> you know, it should be like figured out getting more users on that are like into the NBA and then like having all this product stuff that you can like do with, but like, and then the economist should be the guy that's like kind of balancing all. It shouldn't be like such, such a reactionary, like, okay, let's make up for this mistake by introducing this. And if we do this enough times then we'll have, you know, this taken care of. So. Pete, what about, what about for you? Like as someone who's, you know, besides skipping through the intro of my podcast, what is uh wh like, what, what would move the needle for you at this point? Or, I'm not necessarily to like buy stuff. I just mean like, you know, move the needle yeah. on your excitement level. Yeah. And I, it's funny you asked that because I was just trying to think like what, like what pulls me back in. And I remember there was a moment in the spring with some of the team sets where I completed the Celtics and the Nuggets because I was like, you know what? Playoffs are rolling around. Maybe they'll have fun, some fun thing at the garden. Maybe they'll yeah. have something for collectors if you're, you collect this set, they have a little happy hour and then maybe they do a raffle and the, the winner gets to sit courtside at the cell. Like, I was like, who knows? Like there's all these fun. And so that like kind of pulled me in. I was like, I'm, I'm here close to the Celtics. They're, they're looking good for the playoffs, you know, some stuff like that, that tied into, to fandom. And yeah, it, it is hard. And I agree with you because even other projects right now, like, uh, yes, I'm famously a Moonbirds holder, you know, people like the Kevin Rose team, but everyone's like, okay, that what do they do for this nest? And then it's like, okay, then what, then what? Like it, it, it is a so much, what have you done for me lately? Like, how do you satiate the mm -hmm. market like over and over? And it kind of goes back to, I think we were talking about this last week with Herzig where it's like, at some point, like what you're providing has right. to transcend like direct utility and whether that's being like people just genuinely enjoy collecting this. And you know what I like, I come back to, I do really think like content. And I know this is an overplayed word in like NFT world right now, but like vibes, like just providing places people want to hang out and be a part of and just show that this is like fun to yeah. be a part of is really like almost the yeah. most key thing here. And I've talked about this with Mike too, and we feel strongly about it, but like, Top Shot should really be leaning into content. Like they should be a content powerhouse, like churning yeah. out, give me X's and O's basketball. Go try to fucking hire Zach Lowe. Like do anything Seriously. to make Top Shot the place you want to hang out and make this stuff cool. Like I think that's the only thing that can get me like, you know, red pilled again to be like, oh God, I don't want to miss out on this. 
Yeah. And I, I mean, again, I, and this is only patting ourselves on the back and pumping our bags, but that, I mean, that was like why the live show I thought was, would had the potential of being dope because it's, it's like mixing those two things together of like, Oh my God, we might get some like top shot alpha here, but it's the, it's the thing that like ha that happens every day anyways, but you're doing it in real life and everyone's coming in here in the same spot, experiencing the same thing at the same time. I do. I agree with you, man. I think that that could like really go a long way. And I will say like to some of the in real life utility thing, you were talking about how like the spring got you excited. It does seem like that, like these leaderboards really do seem like they're going in that direction. And they uh, out the top shot team seems super excited about it. It seems super excited about the direction that's going. Um, so I'm, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. That's well, what I think. I think a lot of it will maybe, I mean, hopefully it'll, it'll, lean into some of the teams too. Cause I know like some, sometimes they've um, targeted their, some of their bigger, like, you know, uh, raffle events for the, you know, two nights day, wherever towards teams that kind of reach out to them and say, Hey, we'll do this, you know, for game four of the playoffs or whatever. And, and so I would hope that like, there's, there's kind of those, you know, relationships building within the different teams too, to where it's yeah. not just like <laughs> everybody hopping on spaces and being like, yo, Jacob, what the fuck? Why didn't, you know, whatever. And it's like, as you get more kind of partnerships involved and more of like the league that's involved that maybe sees it as a partnership in a way to reward some of their fans. Cause the, the, the team captain stuff kind of builds on that stuff too. Right. I mean, like, yeah. like the, the more that you see, uh, you know, a, a bunch of Kings fan hanging, hanging out near golden one center at all the Kings events. It's like, okay, well the owner's like, all right, well maybe we'll toss a, toss a couple tickets to the leaderboard and, and get some more people at the game or whatever. And, and, uh, yeah. I, you know, it seems far fetched, but like, that's the kind of like, kind of natural partnership stuff I think that is going to happen or, or is going to kind of need to happen to keep the, keep it fresh and keep it as something that's like, uh, you know, reward centric, if that's what a lot of this stuff is, because the more, you know, you just come out with moments and packs, the less, you know, valuable those are. Right. And I, I meant to say this earlier too, because when you were talking Pete, like, and I, I said this on the live show on Friday, I think like into, it was to your point the more things that we get to do with it, whether it's team leaderboard, whether it's burning, whether it's challenges, these locker packs, whatever, like the more ways and NBL has said this a bunch, the more ways you can interact with the platform, the less everyone's just like screaming about, is it going up or is it going down? But when you don't have a lot of stuff to do, that's the only thing you focus on. Right. And because there's nothing else to focus on, but when you have all these other ways to interact with it, I mean, yes, of course, we're still going to worry about like whether it's up or it's down, but when you have other shit that like, that goes a long way. And, and that does seem like what they're, they are building the other shit. So, yeah. Well, and the tide, I feel like the tide turns so quickly, like, like with, yeah. within the top shot community. Right. And it's like, I mean, I don't know. Now it's been what, 16 months or whatever, since like the, the bubble popped in, in, uh, you know, February and, and people have ridden a lot of waves, doubted up and doubted up. And, and like, and still, you know, <laughs> I mean, we're sitting in the casino. This is a good one Pete, to, to loop Pete it on DJ local is at a craps at the machine craps table, the bubble craps. He's got his one phone ripping through locker room packs, like just open them up, reveal all, open them up, reveal all. And then his other phone, he's like, he's firing in trade tickets, like trading them in, trading them in so he can go buy 10 more. And then he's like, you know, playing the pass line too. It's like, it was like, dude, you are, you are, you are insane. And that's like, there's a lot of people that are like doing that or they are like engaged regardless of like what's going on in the market. And so like, the the more that they could kind of just like lean into that and and like you're saying, Mike, and, and what NBL's talking about is like giving us all this stuff to do with like maybe the moments that aren't like 
you know, the, 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 the biggest pieces of value or whatever that are all in the like, you know, middle range and people start getting excited about it and it starts building on it. Well, then now you're like TSDs, people start getting more confident in or, or you're, you, you know, you start, you know, doing whatever um, and, and it, more store value. I wanted to see if I if I could zoom in on this a little bit more, oh, but I don't know how to it. do it in Dropbox. But this is a normal sized iPhone, and this is what the fuck DJ Local is carrying around. <laughs> <laughs> this is straight this up is a, with the battery. Phone. His battery, yeah. his battery lasts, I think, about a solid three or four days. I think for me too, like as as someone where it's like, you know, I'm vaguely plugged in. I follow all the people on Twitter. I hear in Discord. I listen to Team Hold. And I still am like a little confused with everything that's going on on Top Shot. And, and it's not even like I have feel like I need to be interacting with the platform in every way. But it, it's like you do want to know what is the site signaling to you that you should right. care about? Because like that's important. Like we've all felt that too with like, oh, should I be completing sets? Should I be flipping stuff right now? Because this and that. And it's like I do want to take those cues. But just even as someone that's like within this world but not necessarily obsessed with it right now, I'm like very confused. And so I just end up sitting on my hands but I don't think that's optimal for them if someone like me is kind of relatively confused with what they're telling users. Yeah, I, I do that. I still think that's something they need to get better at. I think they're slowly getting better at it, but you're, I mean, it's like any discord where you get a bunch of pings, right? You're like, okay, I'm just muting this and I'm never going to see anything again. <laughs> and I, I do think they get, they run into that, right? With all the challenges that are happening at, at once right now. And it's kind of hard to know it. And, and I know Pack Rip, uh, he's, he's doing the blog, and, and that's like a little bit more concise. They're trying to get better with spaces, and now what they're doing with their spaces is they're uploading it to the podcast. I think that's like a good start, just so like that all the information can be in one spot. Uh, but I think, Pete, that's like a, I mean, that's like feedback for them. Like if you're, I mean, you're probably like the ideal person, right? Because if anyone else is more into it, they'd already be, you know, I don't know, watching posts yeah. or whatever but you are probably that person that they're trying to get to and if that's if that's the case they need to learn how to reach you a little bit better yeah and real quick not to derail us tommy says anyone pull anything in the nfl celebration packs you know what i we haven't ripped a pack on on club top shot in a while i did just check i do have a celebration pack oh, uh, yes. tonight we can rip celebrate good times um so we can get back to that but so john like you though you know despite all this like mike uh grinding uh top shot streams on a near daily basis you just launched a new site momentum labs like you guys are both clearly still bullish on what this ecosystem can be even if there have been road bumps along the way like what what inspired you john to kind of dive into something like this or, or at least gave you the confidence that this could have a payoff down the road for you. Yeah. I mean, I think like, honestly with uh, the, like uh, the discord that I started however many months ago and, you know, I made it a paywall thing, a subscription based deal. And, and like the, the amount of people that are like uh, stuck in there and are like, it, it, we got to the point where like people are grinding their own spreadsheets and like posting shit. And like, I had to make a whole channel for like people to do their own posts in the discord. Cause there's like too much good content that was showed up. And like, meanwhile, we're all like at the end of the day, like, Oh yeah, everything's gone down. It doesn't even matter. Three months from now, it could all be zero. But like, just the, the like the amount of like people that are still like so hardcore and are just like looking for anything to like turn it on. Right. Is like, is what, uh, 
it is kind of why it's like, okay, there's, there's still going to be like some need for the data there. Right. And, you know, you, you'd like to think, and I think something maybe Mike would agree that this weekend kind of proved to us is that talking with some Dapper employees, they, I heard for the first time that they kind of realized there was some mistakes in series three, which I get so, so frustrated on that sometimes because I can't really tell if like they know that they're screwed up. Right. And it's just like, it's just like a printer printer, like, Oh, we're doing this. Or we're doing that. It's like, okay. And then you go by a month and it's like, okay, do you realize like what just happened? And so, so that was really positive to hear. And, and I always had kind of that like hope and wish of like, okay, they all want the best for the platform. So there's probably, they're probably going to figure out how to turn it around and it might be a big boat that takes a while to turn around, but like, there's not just going to be, you know, a hundred Ks in series four, right? They're going to realize that 60 Ks was too much and they're going to scale that back. And, and, and maybe if they get more users, then that'll kind of rate the ship. And I mean, the, the long-term play is still, I think, true of being a collectible, like a digital collectible is kind of going to be the future when you, when you relate it to like physical trading cards, right? I mean, like just like, it, it just seems hard that it, it, I don't really picture a world where like, 20 years from now, uh, you know, a Cade, like a Cade cunning, like if Cade ends up, you know, being a stud, like his top shot moment's going to be like worth nothing. And like, but his Panini prism is like going to be worth a bunch. Like, it just seems like right. that yeah. there's always going to be value in the digital collectible because that's like the world that we're kind of moving to. And, and the way that the process is, is just been so much so streamlined. So, so that, that, and, and, you know, again, is like something that I always kind of just <laughs> lean back on what it seems like, Hey, there's only red inside. It's like there's crazy ass fans. I think the team like cares and is gonna try to figure this out, even if it's gonna write the boat. And the technology seems like it's just not gonna go away. I'm glad you answered that honestly, because Pete, the weight that was loaded. Pete was like, "Are you sure you guys aren't wasting your time?" Like that is how no, I was. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's like, it's honestly a. <laughs> Good. Well, it, it's it's an interesting question because like when Moment Nerd and I were building it, I mean, we like he talked to me. We've been doing it since December, right? And so like th that's when we first started talking about like, hey, should we team up and do something? Because he whips together these tools all the time. Meanwhile, I'm like plugging away on this spreadsheet and like this very like uh, I would say the barrier of entry into like figuring out all the shit I make is like relatively high just because it's a complicated ass spreadsheet and there's like a million tabs and it's, it's out of control. And so it's like, yeah, we should link up. Like I, you should, like, we should do this together. You, you've got the skills. I've got some of the more tools to add to it and we can, we can make this a cool thing. And, but then like, as we're going, you know, then it's like, okay, well now the market's really in the shit for the last two months. Like, is this going to be a great time to launch? Like, is, are we just going to get like three people and it's going to be like, all right, here we go. And, and, uh, and so, so it's, it's nerve wracking for sure. And, and I mean, I think like our, uh, our like, you know, core user that we're looking for is the people that are still here grinding every day and are looking for the EV on the crafting challenge. And they're looking for like, should I spend my 60 trade tickets on this or that versus, you know, the, the new guy that's showing up and being like, Hey, what do I buy? <laughs> and I, you know, I don't know, Pete, if you'd agree with this, right. But I feel like you made a similar bet like a year or two ago where I feel like you were one of the first people I know that were like focusing heavily on best ball. And now I feel like the only fantasy football content I see is best ball for YouTube streams. And I mean, I know it's the off season, so that's what people are doing right now, but I feel, and I, and maybe you would disagree with that, but I feel like that's kind of like you saw where, 
this seemed to be trending and it seemed to be like good for content. So you're like, I'm going to lean heavy into that. And now I think when people look up best ball stuff, you're probably one of the first people people are seeing, you know? Yeah, you're probably giving me too much credit for like no, skating dude, where it. I thought the, uh, <laughs> the puck was going to be. Although it is funny you, you mentioned the best ball because I was going to tie that back to John with, you know, data analysis and the type of content you're providing people where it's like, under with underdog we have these really set defined rules like we know what the settings are we know what the structure is we're going to do it over and over uh, granted we only have a couple years of data on this type of tournament but we have data and it's like for a data scientist or somebody like you have a lot to work with there's a lot there we have adp movements yeah. you know the rules of the game i think that what is what makes it hard about top shot it's like the rules keep changing and i assume for you john too it's like you're running ev calcs and that's like well throw that one out the window now i yeah. need to do another yeah. one. Oh no now this is optimal and it's like i oh, totally. i get a, a panic attack just thinking about trying from your perspective of like how to provide valuable actionable content for people on a game that's constantly changing and evolving yeah yeah no no doubt it's it's a challenge too but it's like something that i've i've actually i feel like i've done decent at because with the with the spreadsheets like just being this mega spreadsheet that i read it's like it's so easy to like pop up a new tool and like create a little thing on the side and then like announce in discord like hey now i'm tracking this because of an announcement three days ago and and that like kind of keeps the people going and so one of the biggest challenges because i don't know anything about how to code anything it's like so i like i need to like we need to learn with with moment Nerd about how i could like get stuff quickly thrown up and they easy. I mean, I'm going to have to, you know, take a, take some classes here and figure it out. But like, I feel like if there's some flexibility there, even if it's just like, you know, pretty dumb little spreadsheets on a web page for a while until we build out a better tool, being kind of flexible and like, like now all the rage is about team leaderboards. Right. And like two weeks ago, that wasn't anywhere. Like we're getting ready to launch the website. Then we're going to like go into NFL all day next. And like, we might do a full pivot here and like build some tools for team leaders first um and and just kind of like like staying flexible there a little bit um but but the other thing too is like i'm uh, one of our main goals is just like to provide data that people can then like use right and so like so like there's all these like like rumbles coming out with the otm right and like toc is going to come around again and like momerang's playing so all these like nft fantasy kind of games we're not really in the business of like creating the games but I can easily throw together some projections for that. I can easily throw together a little bit of some strategy articles or whatever to help people figure out how to kind of try to, you know, gain a little bit of an edge and then just providing, you know, those projections every week and, and having it be something that people are able to kind of go to for a resource to chase the newest shiny object that's popped up, <laughs> I think is something that's going to be valuable because there's always, people are going to keep innovating. I mean, Dapper's throwing a lot of money at people to try to build stuff in the ecosystem. And so that stuff's going to keep popping up. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I do think, and it, it's also tough because like on the other hand, you know, we ran into this early on with CTS. It's like we have Andy and MBL and Jennings who are, were these big early whales. And they're like, we've made our bet. We right. think the series one stuff and these certain sets are what are going to be valuable. These players. And now like, yeah, we're going to, you know, MBL does an awesome job of continuing to interact with the site. But like, on the other hand, like, yeah, like the early stuff is the best investment. Like that upper tier stuff is going to withstand the test of time. And then it's like, is it bad that it's just a collectible that you're going to sit on and make a long-term bet on? Or do we 
demand too much of being constantly entertained and stimulated by whatever challenges or other utility they're dangling in front of us. I think both are probably true, right? Like I feel we definitely demand too much. I think we definitely demand too much. And we, and we like create these expectations that it's not like the, it's not expectations they've laid out. <laughs> like we've created them and then we're pissed when they don't meet them. And it's like, well, it yeah. wasn't, it was never their expectations to begin with. Um, but I do think there's like a medium, right? I, I like, I think there's a happy medium and, and I know there's a lot of people in the Top Shot community that are like, dude, Andy's a fucking sellout, bro. And it's like, no, man, like, it's fine. Let him, let him, let him get his, let him get his money. He should. And same thing with NBL. Like, I know, although NBL bought some stuff today because he, I think he got, he got nervous that Awesome was out there buying some stuff. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I think, like, I, I think there's a medium, there's a happy medium there where, like, they're, you know, they can just be collectibles that we're buying for like long-term holds while also having like a day-to-day -day trading type situation, whether it's challenges, whether it's just because like John and I were having a conversation during summer league, which this is like, I think this to me is what the success of the platform is. John was like, all right, man. So like what 4k rookies are we looking at for this season? And like, that is like, that's, what's fun. You're making gambles and bets based on who you think is good at basketball. Yeah. And like, that's how it works. You know, yeah. I think that's how it like works yeah. long-term. That's how it works for people that aren't already into web three. It's like, oh yeah, dude, Kamiga's going to have a big year right now. Bang. You buy a Kamiga <laughs> moment. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it's, it's supposed to be like a fun sweat, right? It's like making a futures bet. Right. Um, where you, you scoop the guy and then you get all this sweat equity. You're watching this guy night in and night out. Oh, this guy could be rookie of the year. I bought this moment early. Like that's what we're doing. It's like you enjoy the game of basketball. You enjoy collecting. And it's just this added thing in the same way you place a bet on a game. Yeah. It just like adds and enhances the experience. That's all we're asking for. Yeah. Although sometimes, like Mike said, we do ask for two more because that'd be <laughs> yeah. like now going to the yeah. sports book and being like, Oh, by the way, can you do all these other things for me? Why I sweat my bet? <laughs> That's a hey, my bet yeah. won. Why yeah. am I getting do I get a hoodie with the bet? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it's uh, well, I think what I hope is gonna happen, and this is what I've I've kind of been banging on the drum for this for a little bit, is like there needs to be kind of like a delineation of like, okay, there's some moments that are just like like valuable right like we bring it back to like the kate or the lebron tsd or something like it's just a rookie moment of a player that mm -hmm. you cross over to cardboard that has value you see why there's value there it's the first moment whatever and, and that stuff is like probably going to trend in a separate direction than like the extra spice set or whatever you know like like the random common moment set that they like come out with that's going to follow or of whatever top shot says versus some of the moments that are going to follow whatever the market says and so i feel like the more that that top shot can like uh get expectations wrangled up a little bit and like not have these huge swings of people pissed people stoked and then two months later people pissed and like get, kind of get it to a more like manageable like way of like economy and like it's just like expectations are set and people are kind of figuring it out then that's when the the hype around the Twitter or like the positive sentiment or like people not just, you know, flooding it everywhere starts to roll into people now viewing the that other set of moments as a better store of value and something to invest in along the way. Not saying, hey, I'm going to go buy five K TSDs because I'm going to get a K hoodie or something, but being like, hey, this was a healthy platform. I'm going to go buy some of the premier stuff because people are viewing that as a good thing to invest in and hold. Um, so that, that's a, you know, I'll, I'll end my rant there, but no, that's my vision. 
Pete, don't you think I agree with that? But don't you think like because I know you guys talked about NFL all day. I don't know, was it last week or two weeks ago? Briefly, but don't you think the same like it would pique your interest the same way? And I know right now you're not like super into it, but like are still paying attention. But if that's where it goes, right, where you're yeah. like, oh, I have an edge just based on like my football knowledge or like what I who I think is going to pop this year or who has more long um, a more longevity more longevity in their career, whatever. I mean, that's that's how. That's how the needle moves, I think, long term for outside of just like it being an NFT thing, you know? Yeah. And it's tough too, because I'm thinking I don't I don't know how they would do it and with the NFL licensing and how they need footage for these plays. But I'm thinking like if there was a rookie drop for NFL right now, mm -hmm. like and I get to try to rip a, a Drake London or a Garrett Wilson, or I get to go in the marketplace and like I have such strong feelings on these guys as prospects just from playing a shit ton of fantasy. Like right. I would love to compound some of my bets via these moments early on. Um, and again, like I can't do that right now. And even if I did do it, I don't know if there would ever be a payoff, but like right. I did one of yeah. my only big purchases I made on NFL all day was a Jamar chase rare because I was like, I think the, the wide receivers are slightly undervalued relative to the quarterbacks. And I do think Jamar chase has a chance to just be like a transcendent hall of fame player. And so I like want to make that bet and I'm happy to sit on it. I don't need a Jamar chase Jersey in the mail to make me feel good <laughs> about that purchase. But yes, I like, I am ready in to be engaged. Like my brain works on this wavelength and yet the platform isn't tapping into that as of right now. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, and like, that's telling, right? So if it's not <clears throat> that, like, that's where it needs to move before, before it like really connects with, with a larger audience. It's not having a but fantasy that, game. Yeah. Like, that's but that's where it gets it. into like the, that's where it gets into like NFL all day as a chance here to maybe like learn a little bit from what top show did. Cause like, I mean, you talk about with Brian, Pete, like when they, with the Jokic hollow bet or the cosmic <laughs> bet. Right. And he like, you guys talk about how everything went right. He won MVP and like all that stuff. And then the moment just like did it retain value because like there was just so much other shit going on and so many other Jokic things you could buy and whatever. And so like the same, same thing with the chase, right? The Jamar chase is like only so good as like if they land five rares in series two and all of a sudden Jamar chase is everywhere. And it's like, okay, well that just like takes away from it. And like, it, it just gets back to like the starting point of, not being able to bet all these guys and then we're just asking for win utility right but if like if, if they could if they could kind of lean into that like speculative side of like not just speculative for like what is dapper labs going to introduce next week but like speculative of like what is a player's career going to be or is he going to be good this year and pop on tv on monday night football or whatever i, I think that would be that would be pretty awesome and i think they have a chance to not screw that up like top shot kind of did yeah yeah, and I listened to you talk to Feldman on your podcast, and obviously had to be a little kind of coy with just you know what's uh, what's coming and stuff. But it did make me hopeful um, that they're they're ready to kind of knock this NFL season out of the park because right. they. And he mentioned it like they've had the benefit of observing like what worked and what didn't work for Top Shot, and I do think they could have a massive season just from an execution standpoint, you mm -hmm. know, if, if they've really internalized all these lessons. Well, and you're seeing it happen too, like even to a, I feel like they have a smaller pool to work with, with uh, Malik over at UFC Strike, and they are really pulling some levers right now to see like what works and what doesn't, and I, and I, and that gives me hope like for NFL all day as well, because they're in a similar situation where they, like you said, Pete, they saw Top Shot 
do their thing and they're like, okay, like what we, we can learn from those mistakes and we can, we can try this. And, and that's the thing that John said, I, I, and to give him credit from like the very beginning, it's like, you know, if we are in beta and we're like messing around with supply, we're messing around with these trade tickets, like let's pull some fucking levers. Like let's see what works and what doesn't work. And that is what you're seeing like UFC strike and both NFL they do. And I think that is, you know, I mean, maybe, maybe the, I don't know, the, I don't want to use a boat analogy, but like the idea that like maybe the NBA top shot ship has to turn a little bit more slowly than the other ones do because they're, they, there's more users. There's, they're further along, but maybe, you know, they're, they're seeing what everyone else is doing and, and can make adjustments, but you're right. Like I think we'll hearing from Feldman, hearing from Malik and it, really hearing from Janie too, as much as we've, we've, you know, traded barbs back and forth about if NFL all day counts as, NBA top shot having presence at NFT NYC. Um, <laughs> like they, they do seem, they get it right now. And it seems like they're, they're moving around. So I don't, I don't know. I'm, you know, knock on wood. I'm feeling, I'm feeling good right now, but maybe I'm just hung over from Vegas. <laughs> What's your guys' take on, uh, I feel like this could be a good one to talk about just locking in general locking, right? We're talking about, yeah. you know, saving a, or, or uh, <laughs> locking up in a moment for year. Right. And obviously you get some, rewards or whatever but I, I just kind of am interested to hear your initial reaction on what you're thinking about for locking or what what uh what what, what you're thinking yeah from mine and i was reading up on it and like i'm gonna have no problem locking my team sets because i haven't really been touching those anyways and frankly i probably have no problem locking just about everything because i just haven't been selling i just i sit on my hands um, for better or worse. Sometimes that's worked out. Sometimes it hasn't. So I don't mind the concept in general to kind of like reward people who just wanted to sit on it no matter what. That said, I think the expectations for what like locking, which is their kind of PR term for staking, like what that means. And I, I've observed it with even like Moonbirds right now, which has like an absurd amount of the um supply nested and yet like the liquidity can still be really low right like we right. could lock up so much of this yeah. and that doesn't mean like oh this supply shock means like oh this demand and the floor goes up it's like well no it just means that the diehards have locked it up and there's not a bunch of new people willing to buy up this supply so my thing is like i think it's a cool thing to introduce but i would be very careful about assuming that it's going to rise or uh, yeah. result in the supply shock I wish I just like, that's always my thing with all of this. I wish they just said what the, or like gave examples. Maybe they don't know exactly what the reward is going to be, but gave examples of the rule, what the reward would look like. That way you just avoid the situation where everyone's like, are you kidding me, dude? It's only like eight dapper dollars, whatever it is, right? Like at least that, that information is out there right away. But I, I mean, I think it's ultimately good. Like I think the leaderboard thing is exciting. I like that you need to lock it in order to be considered for the leaderboard. It seems like they're, they have the wherewithal to be like, okay, we know that there's like five collectors that would be number top through one, one through seven, right. And all of the leaderboards, if they locked them right now. So they're like, okay, we need to figure out a different way to reward everyone uh, so that it's not just the same five people getting rewarded every time. I thought that was really smart. Um, I don't know. I'm do into it. That, I like the idea. Do you, oh, do you think people are locking? Uh, so do you so because Pete brought up like the supply shock thing shock thing do you think people are thinking about that when it comes to locking or do you think people are mostly eyes on the prize of leaderboards and what can i get from being top 750 right now so i didn't do any reading i didn't do any reading before i locked anything i didn't pay attention i can actually kind of tell <laughs> yeah i, did, I know <laughs> I didn't do it. I didn't look at anything. I, I locked all of my Mike stuff. Mike just ran to his computer. Yeah, I was like, I, 
Dude, if I don't lock something in the first 48 hours, someone's going to DM or someone's going to tweet something out. All of a sudden, I'm in a controversy. No, I, I locked all of my Celtics moments. I locked all of my Nuggets moments. I locked my WNBA set because that immediately put me in the top leaderboard of everyone else. Um, and then I locked just like stuff on that. I'm like the LeBron top shot debut. I'm not selling that. So like we just we locked it up like and maybe that comes yeah. with no rewards. Maybe that was a mistake. But I was like, I don't know if, if if I'm not locking that moment, should I be locking any moments? Like that's the the moment that I have the biggest bet on. Right. That I'm like not selling. So it feels like that should be a yeah. locked moment. Um, I don't know. Yeah. What, how are like you playing are, it? Are, yeah, I think people are. I don't know. It seems to me that people aren't are mostly talking about okay, what happens when I get to top seven fifty or top two hundred or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I almost feel like the supply shock that Pete's talking about is going to be like a secondary effect that in like the NFT world, when like there's these you know, for lack of a better term, these staking little Ponzi you know wheel things where it's like all of a sudden there's no you can't you can't sell anything because you got to freaking like you know. Pick, pluck your feathers for 30 days or whatever the hell it is um and and that supply shock happens people are kind of getting used to that but but the i feel like it's then the top shot stuff that might be something that is like a secondary effect a little bit and like i just start to think about like the the fact that certain moments aren't going to be able to move for a year and then they they're starting to do all these crafting things and then they are saying they're committing to net neutral supply in series four like that's a lot of like kind of uh mechanics in the ecosystem that we just have like no idea how it's gonna happen and like it's like almost the exact opposite from what we saw in like series three where they almost like doubled the ecosystem uh with moments and so that that's where um so i'm personally i haven't locked anything yet and i don't know really if i will but also mike like i i don't really have i don't i, I don't have any team sets anymore i broke the kings a while ago uh i i don't collect any normal sets either like i basically just have like rookies uh and like 60ks like like I, i've tried to like pretty much only go like the tsd route and so like i have stacks of like scotty barnes or stacks of like Cade and and like the like i i don't think it would be smart to lock up like five scotty barnes right because if he doubles in price for whatever reason for all these mechanics that happen and I'm like sitting on the sidelines, you know, with five of them locked up for another year, I'm going to be kind of bummed because the year is just so damn long. Right. It's like, right. you got to yeah. kind of ride the wave a little bit. And like, and I, I also try to like kind of dollar cost average into stuff. And so as I'm buying these rookies, right, I'm going to want to like sell them on the way up too, and then probably buy them back later or whatever. Um, and so that's why it doesn't appeal to me that much. And the other thing that I just can't, I just, like you said, we need to like hear stuff about what they're going to do because I, I just am not super confident that these rewards are going to be like worth worth what people think they're going to be. Yeah. yeah. What do you guys think of this question? Because I think this is a fair question. Colin says, as someone who has absolutely no shot at reaching the top of the leaderboards for locking, why should I lock? Well, first of all, Colin, love this avatar right here it's a great avatar <laughs> by Colin. i think so i mean they said the leaderboards right to qualify for the rewards they're going to be doing at least for this first time around it's out of 750 it's the top 750 and that goes to what i was saying about how janie was like you know we know alexo we know greek freak we know nbl are going to be like the top in every single category right so they're finding other ways to reward people so i think there's a reason to do it that i mean I, this this goes against what i said earlier about creating expectations that they haven't created but i really do think i mean jacob mentioned this 
uh, pack rip when, before he got a new microphone and he was like swallowing mics in the spaces, he was saying something similar to, I do think they're going to do something for individual players too. Like if you own, like John, you were saying, if you lock up like 10 Scotty Barnes and you're like the top Scotty Barnes holder, you're going to be able to hold Scotty Barnes or <laughs> something like that. Um, and I do think, I, I think too, like, even if you just like lock a moment, I don't know. Maybe they're like, hey, you held this LeBron moment in lock for five years. Uh, over the course of that five years, it grew a thousand dollars. Here's 10% of that in Dapper. I don't, I again, I'm just fucking throwing stuff out there. None of this is true. I think there, I don't think it's just going to be team leaderboards. That seems like a very basic way to roll out locking. Um, and yeah, it's an easy yeah. way to understand, it's an easy way to introduce it to us. But I feel like we're going to see way more mechanics used with this. Uh, again, none of that. Don't do that just based on what I said, but that's kind of the bet that I'm making. But I would, I would say if like, so yeah, you're probably not going to, I mean, Dingley tweeted that he locked his whole account. So, I mean, he's obviously going to be, you know, up near the top. You're not going to pass him, but, but if, if I also don't think they're just going to do like, Hey, here's a whole week where, or here's a whole month where we're, uh, rewarding the top five people in all these random leaderboards, right? That's just like, <laughs> that, that doesn't buy them any goodwill, right? That's just going to piss people off. And so I think right. if it, if it's if it's a really like high level reward where maybe they only want to give away 10 of them, maybe they do like a raffle within the top 100 or something yes. like that to where it doesn't just take like the top people that have bought a bunch. And maybe those guys just always have a chance in the raffle, but it's just always not that way. So I think so, so I would, I wouldn't get like too down on that, being like, "Hey, I'm never going to be number one for the Lakers," because uh, all these people with LeBron's, like, I don't think that's going to be as big of a deal. But being able to kind of be in that range to where you can decide, like, okay, maybe I want to bump up to 200, or maybe I want to drop down to to 500 or whatever, I think is is meaningful. See, and then, <laughs> yeah, Fred Van Vliet, <laughs> baby, lock it up. <laughs> I realize forever I told people if they send me Fred Van Vliet, it goes into the Overzet vault. And that was just kind Lock of a it promise <laughs> that people had to take my word on. And now I realize I can finally you know, put my money where my mouth is and, and lock these up, baby. So keep talking. I, I have a ways to go. <laughs> but I also like, I, I'm so guilty too, which is ironic because we come from team hold. And I said this to John earlier, but I'm so guilty of just like getting caught up in the moment and like flipping stuff too, to try to get into some other stuff. And I like the idea that I can take that out. Like I did this today. I locked up the entire WNBA set. Cause I don't even, I want to hold on to it. I want to have it. And I don't want to be caught up in like a, a pump to maybe make $8. And I know some people do and i'm like i can't i gotta i just need to lock it up so i don't see it so i kind of like so that you as, like it as at an actual prevention from you yes. making like an impulse decision you might regret later and pete everything you know about me does that ring true that that's something that i need <laughs> it, it does yeah. it does ring true just like they you needed to lock up your uh draft kings balance once you bake a turn of it <laughs> I know that is also true. People will always make fun of me. They're like, oh, wow, dude, down to 80 bucks. And I'm like, yeah, because I took 5K off. So I didn't enter a 5K head to head with McLovin. Or <laughs> yeah. Like, I just get that money <laughs> off. Yeah. Consigliere yeah. uh, is saying pay Clay to lock for you. I do need a, a FBB locking stable boy. My fingers are already getting tired here. Wait, John, do you agree with what I was saying? Sorry, Pete. I took over the question. No, no, go ahead. Do you agree with what I'm saying though about the like? Do you think this really is just going to be team leaderboards, or do you think this gets like locking finds other ways? Like there's other methods of using it. Yeah, I think I think there's for sure other methods. I mean, they've 
they talked about player ones loosely in the TSS announcement back a while ago. I'd have to reread the recent blog to see if they touched on player ones as well. But like, I mean, I could see that there's a world where they're not going to be able to airdrop forever. Right. So right. I could see a world where only hustle and sh- uh, like only hustle and show sets that are locked to get an airdrop or allow uh, list. maybe on show allow list. Yeah. Or like, you know, there's just like a million different things you can like do with it that way. Or, um, you know, whether it be like hero ball for a, uh, a challenge or like, you know, you can really, you can really figure out ways to lock in like reward really most of the mechanics that they do on the, on the site. And so yeah. I think like my advice for people is like, if you're a huge Fred Van Vliet fan, like obviously spend 10 minutes locking all his moments, but like lean into like what, like what you like care about the most or whatever. Right. And like, if you're like right down, like right down the street from the bucks, right. Like, that probably makes sense to like try to lock some bucks or like try to lock some some bucks players that you like or whatever because like that's probably the closest to like where you'll be able to get rewards from right. um and and then my like economic advice this maybe could be considered financial advice is if you have stacks like if you have a bunch of like stacks of you know somewhat valuable things right like not like you know a bunch of 60ks or whatever but like if you've got a bunch of TSDs or if you've got a bunch of rares of some player or whatever, like maybe lock a couple, but don't lock them all just in case all of a sudden, like with all these different mechanics they're adding and, you know, we, we get a uh, 30,000 new people signed up on opening night this year and, and the market's popping that you're not like, shit, I wish I didn't lock that for a year and, and get a pack. I wish I could have sold it for a hundred bucks more or whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, and that I think that's a that is a good piece of advice for locking, right? Like free roll your locking, like things that you would just lock and wouldn't touch anyways that you're yeah. in for the long okay. haul. If you're gonna have the the single bit of FOMO of like, well, I lock this and then it two x and I don't, then don't fucking lock it in the first right. place. Like, right. just don't <laughs> yeah. anything you're gonna have regret on. I, I mean, I'm trying to think through this right now. Fred Van Vliet uh, runs for prime minister of Canada, ends up coming with a vaccine for cancer. Like, I mean, maybe then I regret it. But other than that, like, I feel pretty good about this decision. But see this and this like I really do. And again, this is I apologize for setting expectations. I do feel like there's a world in which they do like a random (laughs) snapshot of like the top 50 Fred Van Vliet holders who get. Even if it's just like a fucking jersey, like I feel like you're gonna see random stuff like this moving forward. Uh, that's unannounced. That's unannounced. It's just like yeah. snapshots after the fact. And I think that to me, that's like the more of that kind of crap they can do, the better. You know, like you get dual citizenship, you get Canadian citizenship because of all the Fred Van Fleets you own. Yeah. Lock it up. Oh, folks. and they're definitely. <laughs> Let's go. Was that 155? 165. That's nuts. Might, it might take a minute. <laughs> <laughs> That's Get actually cool. Lock. I haven't been to the locking page. It so it projected where you're gonna land on the uh yeah. Raptors leaderboard. That's kind of cool. Where did it say? I didn't even look. It, for Raptors, it said 140th, but that's because there's just crazy Raptors fans. It's because of fucking yeah. Veerman, dude. But I would is he, is he dominating the the bet you're pretty high up there on <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> Oh no, Aaron, too many friends. What? Too many friends. Are you kidding? <laughs> I was like, what a perfect way to kill two birds at one stone than to do this on the show. An error occurred with your transact. I do need a stable boy for this. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> 
God. There, and there goes Pete's chance at top of the leaderboard with Fred Van Fleet. The Fred Van Fleet BJ's out the window now. Oh my goodness! But they did. They yeah. did mention in the blog. I was looking through it that um, um, that the player rewards are going to be more closely tied to like um, like the cal- like not the caliber, but like some of their in-season accomplishments type of deal so mm. i think like if you're you know if you were sitting on you know a stack of isaiah hartensteins and you're like oh yes let's go i'm gonna meet him I, maybe that's not the greatest play but if it's, it's like you know if you if you've got moments of like you know the top fit 25 players in the league or whatever and maybe those guys are gonna get some some they're gonna give stuff out to the all-star guys lock you know whatever um but but uh but yeah, I mean, I think I think the locking's interesting, and it's going to have an economic impact for sure. Um, but I do think the the year is what like is pretty wild. <laughs> I clicked it again, uh, guys. I clicked submit again, and we did it. We did it. Uh, can we talk, can we talk about one more thing too before we? Of course. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. So one other thing about Vegas that we didn't talk about that I, I don't think we talked about is that they. Uh, they came up with uh, this new thing, so, like so they didn't do the kiosk, but they did tour packs, right? So uh, for it was ninety nine dollars. You got three moments. You got the three guys who were going to be there: J.R. Smith, Richard Jefferson, and uh, Channing Fry. Which I'm big. I, I love this. I think anytime you can do like an in real life thing, I love that. And they've all been pretty lucrative so far, which has been nice. Um, but I guess I saw uh, Mike Weisberg in the chat. He had a stream earlier with Jacob was on. It sounds like they're going to go to five or six different cities this year with the tour, which I, I mean, like I, to me, I think that's, you know, I don't want to be like, it's a bull signal. I just think that's dope. Like if you're going to do like a big event, like we were saying earlier, right? Like it's opening night, all-star weekend, whatever, like being able to get moments from whatever's happening at like, you know, you, because you're there, you have a shot at that. I think that's yeah. pretty exciting. I, I like that. That moves the needle for me a little bit. Yeah, what did, did they end up doing anything for in summer league? Did you guys get any special? Not for, packs being, for in, being there. So not for being in summer league, but they did this thing called the tour pack. So you got we got a J.R. Yeah. Smith, a Richard Jefferson, and a Channing Fry because those are the three guys that were involved. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we got we did get that, but it was it was ninety nine dollars, which there was like a three day window where I was like, I think I'm about to take a huge bath on these. Um, yeah. Yeah, they're oh, all. John, over I thought right I thought now. you left. Are you just are you you changing oh, right geez. now, John? What are you doing? You taking your shirt off? What's going if, on? If you come back on camera and I just see your hairy chest, John, boy, this isn't that kind of stream. <laughs> uh, there we go. I don't know what happened. I didn't even notice it was off. Uh, no, you're good. You're good. Um. So what? What is that? So you're saying you were worried that you're good? Do you think like a hundred dollars for that? Did you feel like, oh wow, I'm getting oh, yeah. in on something exclusive, or did you oh, feel no. like I might no. get burned? <laughs> no, no. So <laughs> no, I no, thought, no. Ready? This two things. I thought one, I was like, people learn their lesson. There's no way we make money off of this. The second thing, this and this is true. Uh, shout out Cedric from from Dapper SF Cedric. As we're getting checked in, I thought he was doing a bit because we've been doing this bit for a long time. We say hashtag Max Packs, Max pa- every time packs come available. So as I'm checking in, he goes Max Packs, and I was like, oh hell yeah, man! Uh, and then all of a sudden, I'm spending two hundred dollars on packs. And I was like, I didn't know that's what was happening. Oh, yeah. He meant it in the literal sense that you were, yeah. yeah. And I thought I thought we were doing bits. I thought we were having a good time, and all of a sudden, I was spending two hundred bucks. Uh, so I was really nervous that I was I just like 
just fucking hot. I was like, who wants J.R. Smith? Um, but people did. Um, I ended up so you're flipping. The whole hat. reason you went to take a photo with him was just to pump your own back. Oh yeah, dude, dude. I didn't even know who he was, man. I was like, I love, I love what you did for uh, Team Canada. Um, the same thing <laughs> happened to me, and, and I walked in and, and uh, because it was a little bit confusing. You had to like fill out a, you had to fill out like a little iPad waiver and like into your email and you had to like accept it or whatever and he's like doing the same thing he's like and i love cedric i met him this weekend he's the man and he's like all right you, you doing max packs you're gonna buy two of them and i'm like yeah yeah for sure like thinking it was like the packs last year that are worth like 19 dollars or whatever and uh he didn't really disclose like exactly what we we're getting and I'm, I'm like we're playing basketball later and somebody's like wow what do you guys think of the 99 dollars price but i was like oh it's 99 dollars wow that's that's quite a bit but then but then seeing that they were uh, basically like minted to demand and they mm -hmm. were like 360 mint count or whatever it was, 330. I was like, ah, that's probably got a decent shot of being, you know, we're going to, we're going to at least break even. So I, well, think I, think and, and I thought it was cool that they gave it to the Cavs. Uh, so there was like 20 packs that were unsold. And so they gave it to like the Cavs team, uh, you know, team I love captain, that, so that way they could do a giveaway to all the Cavs holders that, you know, now don't have a JR or a Richard Jefferson or whatever, uh, just to like help those guys out. I thought that was cool. The, um, I, I do think there's some fun stuff they could do with that as far as like events where it's like you make a pack available to everyone for like 99, but then like maybe you guys IRL get this voucher that gets you 75% off of it or something like yeah. some kind yeah. of where yeah. I feel like that could thread the needle of anyone can get it, but you guys kind of earned a, a free pack or a cheap pack or something like that. Yeah. I love that. I love that. I think anything that's just like encouraging the in real life stuff, you know, not to the point where you should fly across country. I don't think it should be so plus EV that you should fly across country to go do it. But like, what a cool thing if you're, you know, in Milwaukee, even if you're in Chicago, there's stuff happening in Milwaukee. You're like, yeah, let's, let's go for the trip for this. Are we at the point of the show where we could dunk on poker pro Eric, please? Like I will let you say some dumb shit in the chat. This is like talking about one of my random co-hosts. This isn't even factually Dude, accurate. <laughs> poker pro, I, I would, you're lucky that you've become like the dumb cult hero of top shot or I would block you right now. <laughs> no, so cult zero. He's a cult zero. <laughs> cult my favorite zero. thing about poker pro Eric is that yeah. he, he is the only person I've ever met that not only brought his own driver to Top Golf, but also brought like a T, I think. And that's why he got kicked yeah. out. Because apparently, yeah, one thing out. we learned about Poker Pro Eric is that he's like truly, uh, what's uh, what do they call those? Like short, thick, long golfer. driver guys? A scratch yeah. golfer. Uh, <laughs> so his whole thing was he should try to hit the ball over the net. Uh, which he did, which was honestly very impressive that it's he cleared the net at top. Every but every community needs a resident idiot, and we're happy <laughs> that uh, Poker Pro Eric fills that void for us. But we are going to we're going to end this show in old school club top shot fashion by ripping some packs. We're going to bring on Bethany and Greg, and what we're going to do first, we're going to play this. Uh, I'm going to dust off this clip here wow. as a little. Um, <laughs> it just hasn't been used a lot. Let me see if it still works here. Yo, 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 what up? It's DJ Pete Overzat. Welcome to the club. We didn't think things were going to get popping tonight, but it's about to get lit. Behind door number two, it's a three-pointer. 1325, Kevin Durant. Let's go. 
We're gonna get a Lamelo. We're gonna get a Luca. We're gonna get a LeBron. Click the reveal. Let's go. God damn it! I don't need another layup. To the window. To the wall. The De'Aaron Fox stripped down my ball. Two ninety-three assists. Everybody get their drinks. Let's get a cheers tonight before we open up these nine packs. My biggest. Oh, go ahead, Mike. No, I was just gonna say my biggest takeaway is those are a lot of shirts you used to wear before you started showing nipple. Like that was like everything but, and now hey, you. Hey, no, no, no. Here's the thing, Mike. Those clips, people remember the Top Shop bull run. That was in the dead of winter. We're wearing hoodies out here. You know, we're we're in summer best ball season. A lot of a lot of lot of buttons run done in some of those. <laughs> okay see this, this is what a good roasting comment looks yes. like that up this episode of cts has had more top shot content the rest of the year combined which is pretty <laughs> factually correct um greg and bethany welcome to the show how are you guys doing doing well doing great doing good greg this is how we know you're a true fan you have uh, your cool cats hoodie on oh, i was yeah. just talking about it's too hot to wear hoodies oh, how are yeah. you pulling this off right now uh, you know, I've had it on all day. I definitely didn't just put it on when I found out you're gonna have us come rip packs. Uh, you can't see it. I'm also rocking the, yes. the club, the club uh, fanny pack. Here we got. I wear it like Jacko over my arm. I gotta have been really yes. describe how the kids do it this day these days. But a lot of people I in Vegas charge you those, yeah. the the fannies. I was just thinking though, hearing that Top Shot charged ninety nine dollars for their packs at summer. I should have charged you ninety nine for the Club Top Shot fanny pack, Greg. Oh, at least. <laughs> at least $99. Uh, and Bethany, how are you doing? We got we got Kelsey here with us. Yeah, Kelsey's here rocking his uh, underdog uh, snapback hat. Look at that. Look and... at this guy. You guys coming in just well-equipped here tonight. Yeah, we've got a, a hoodie in the closet, but it, it's it's hot in here. No, no, no. We we can't. Only Greg can pull off the hoodie in the uh, the middle of July here. Right, so. Yeah, I've, I've had it on for ten minutes and it's already hot. So, <laughs> Greg, if you want to pull a John Boy and have your camera flicker out and take off the hoodie, like no one's gonna judge you. Here. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go around the horn here. Like who? So I have my celebration pack, and then we can figure out how to order these. Greg, I saw you say in the chat mm -hmm. you have a Cool Cats pack, the the most banger yeah. track of all top. I have packs. I have the music pack of top shot that we can rip that might have to be the walk off the cool cats music haven't heard that in ages john boy you said you had an nfl all day i got a couple i got i landed two of them what? wow mike what you mike Let's, mike you save all your you you're probably burned through everything trade in uh i'm gonna trade in a locker room pack right now so i have some no there you go mike doesn't want to feel <laughs> left out <laughs> and bethany what do you have I just have um, like maybe the last one you can get the elite pack, hollow, whatever, with the um, by trading in, in 60 tickets. Very because nice. That's all I have now is tickets, no money. <laughs> John, John, you power, you order these for us. I, I do think the cool cats, just because of the music, should be last, but yeah. order them in kind of heightening us here. Yeah, so if Mike can get his tickets, he's probably gonna go first. Uh, definitely. <laughs> and then, and then, uh, and then uh, we'll go to the uh, we'll we'll go to the NFL. And then, honestly, the uh, the the trade ticket ones Bethany has are are a pretty good deal. I think they're like uh, expected value of like one twenty uh, when you take into account the legendaries. So could be some legendary action. And then, and then, honestly, Cool Cats. If that's like the OG Cool Cats, I think still like a. 
there's like a bunch of lamellas in there, a bunch of Anthony Edwards. Like that's I think that's it's... the best pack, regardless of if you like the music or not. I love it. Um, yeah, it's I, you mentioned this. I was I, I was I was so entranced watching the intro video for the pack opening because I hadn't seen it in ages that I forgot to go grab a drink during it. But I am going to go drag a drink here while Mike gets us uh, set up here. So, Mike, what? Tell the people what you just turned in to get. This. Uh, we just turned in a couple of sixty Ks. I'll say I've uh, this might be my one hundredth pack rip so far for the locker room. I fired off quite a bit of locker room packs. And John, I don't know if you can do the math for me, but so far. I've only hit 60 K. So I have to be due, right? Yeah, you're up. You're you are due for yeah, that. That's exactly or... how probabilities work. <laughs> you're either due for oh. that or a uh you know uh NBA twenty twenty one playoff moment worth three dollars. No, no, no. Come on. I, I feel like I'm due for an MGLE here. We're just gonna go left to right. It's it's not gonna be this one. Jerry's car. Somebody ripped a deer. Somebody ripped a number one hollow uh, in one of these trade ticket packs. I think it was a number Kyle's... one hollow for Fox. Kyle yeah, Smith. Yeah, Kyle Smith. Is he in here? Greg is changing out of his hoodie. I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> I like that he's changing, but he left the audio. Yeah. And he's like, you can hear it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's go grab a drink. Mike, on this show, we only reveal all. So. Oh, is that true? <laughs> no, no, no. Oh. <laughs> uh, Where's the music, Mike? I thought it was. Oh, no, sorry. Can you hear it? Yeah. By the way, I decided to throw some cheese and crackers with my drink. I'm just (laughs) really set on it. Yo, Kyle Smith's also in the chat. Let's go. Yes. 23,000. That's a pretty good cereal, though, right? It's clean. It's clean. All right, guys. There you go. There you have it. That's the way we. I'm glad you didn't feel left You have out, three right? of them, dude. You have three of them. I know. I wasn't going to make us riff three. <laughs> do one more, Mike. You know, do, uh, you well, do I'll one reveal more. all the last two. How does that sound? There you go. Reveal all the last two. We're just going to... Let's get something cool. Let's just do this. Just for Mike. This guy can't get a break. Oh, come on. We're at 102 <laughs> of these now. <laughs> come on. Let's do it. Here we go. We're due 60Ks. The uh, locker room yeah. is undefeated. The wow. locker room is undefeated. Is an honor, broke, Mike. An honor to rip packs here. <laughs> um, right I, I'll go next. I'll go next here with my uh, my celebration series. Someone in the chat did not like me singing celebration earlier, so <laughs> I'll try to spare you on that I one. I saw that, and I almost responded to them to tell them that they sucked. Oh, you were you were gonna defend me in my singing? Yes. Wow, I appreciate that. Uh, my wife throws me under the bus all the time for my singing, so the fact that yeah. someone will will stand for me, uh, I appreciate that, Bethany. Yeah, and oh. I, but I almost I think you started typing to me somewhere else, and so I stopped typing that back to the person. <laughs> oh, okay. All right, I'm not gonna real reveal. I'm gonna make a total meal of this. Although, do we have any music yet? I don't see any place for music. Oh, here we go. Oh, there you go. I've never heard this song. Come on, Feldman. For Josh what are you guys Allen doing with here. these fucking music over here? <laughs> We're looking for Josh Allen. Mike. Josh Allen. That's all not right. good. Oh, I'll, I'll do some Amon Ra. Hey, he did a he did an all day spaces. Really? Oh, that's right. You're gonna no. go to his game because of this. <laughs> He's every. I think every Lions game, somebody's going to it if they own a Amon Ra moment. Win utility for this moment. 
Wow. That's right, dude. Start, I do like him on rock. Shouting it. Yeah. Ooh, Josh oh, Gordon. Sick. There we Let go. go. Is he still he playing this year? No. <laughs> probably pop up around week eight. He'll be somewhere. I'm, I'm kind of stoked to have a Josh Gordon moment. This is a nice right. pack. I'm feeling this. What do we got? Cam Newton. All yeah. right. His last Dude, moment. This is kind of an some iconic players here. Yeah, yeah, this is a good one. I really can't believe they use the same music. I know that is that's the only buzzkill part of this. It's like can I can share my on all the packs now. Too. Yeah. Like I can share my audio blocks account that has a massive library of royalty free music if they need anything to, to yeah, listen. This up. You could play the intro song. That'll cover or the team hold intro song. That'll cover all the pack rips. Tonight. Oh, God, I mean, Mike. If next time I do a marathon pack opening stream, I'll just use that to be the, the background soundtrack. What else? Uh oh, John Boy doesn't know how Chrome Tab is the only thing. Oh, that oh yeah. Oh God. Did I botch it? You botched it. I mean. Oh. God. It's okay. We don't need to hear the same. Oh wow, you have a. What is, I don't even know what that is. It didn't what let me that? do uh I thought it didn't let Are me you talking oh, about this this gap? Yeah, what is that? <laughs> First right, you didn't live, know right? about our opening. Now you don't know about we have a few of these. Anytime Pete mentions a shooting prop, <laughs> um, anytime uh Jack's distracted, wow. we have a drinking game. Anytime Andy's cat pops on the screen, oh, uh, all that good stream stuff. Streamyards evolved. Well, you just gotta know. I, I should have. I should have pre-opened these packs. I, I forgot. Yeah, that was a. Someone people were saying. Someone in the chat said you could tell Peter hasn't been on Top Shop for a while. Some of us pros knew that you claim in advance of uh, the <laughs> yeah, opening. There, I, I'm still a pro, guys. Wow, they teach you a lot. <laughs> you, we could skip me. This might. <laughs> this one takes like ten minutes usually. <laughs> mine, mine was. Mine was fairly clear. Here's the thing. You do just have to hold a monologue until this is done. <laughs> that is why uh, I stopped buying on all day altogether is because I came on here one time and they had to run out to the warehouse and come back. <laughs> I was it is actually there. Dave Feldman. He runs out there. He grabs it. He has to run back. It's an inefficient we process, but it brings a... We could rip through some of the moments we care about here. So we're looking for we're looking for Josh Allen. We're looking for uh, I think we got Chase, Joe right? Burrow in here. We do not have a Chase. I don't. Oh, think. I thought I saw Chase. He's in. Oh no, we do have a Chase. Yeah, we do have a Chase. Yeah. Okay. We got. Uh, let's see what other rookies? Javante Williams. Uh, we just saw Amonra. Um, we've got uh, Ben Skoronek. So you know, oh, there's a yeah. rookie rookie champ badge moment. Cooper's cup. Um, yeah, we do have Cooper Cup in here. Uh, Josh Palmer. Here we go. Dave now we're Palmer live. Guy. Packs, baby. Are you trying to yeah, get people Josh excited Palmer. about Josh Palmer in these packs? I'm a, I'm a big Palmer guy. <laughs> yeah, I think it's worth pumping your uh, 13th round best ball bags. <laughs> yeah, yeah. John, stop pumping your best ball media bags on this platform. Amir <laughs> <laughs> Smith, Marset, baby. Oh, baby. I am not confident enough to draft him. I usually stop around KJ Osborne for the Vikings. I'll be honest, yeah, I, I don't know who that is. 
sixth string receiver on the Vikings. Hey, there too we many go. Ooh, Antonio Gibson. Gibbs, this is uh, anything more than it. I have oh, him in my little high stepping. All right. I like the high step. That's nice. Double Gibson? Uh, oh. Deep. Oh. Defense. Defense. Wah, wah. OTM not they, using. Uh, sorry, go ahead, Bethany. Why did they even put these in here? <laughs> great point. Great point. My biggest, uh, my biggest uh, advice when I, I'm just gonna say because that that was way too painful. Uh, my biggest advice for people opening NFL all, all day packs is you're looking for people that either score touchdowns or throw touchdowns. <laughs> I like yeah. that. That's, That's all you're good. looking for. It's words words to live by. <laughs> Um. All right. Sorry, uh, John Boy. No Josh Palmer for you. Maybe next time. That's ah, right. Um, Bethany, I'm I'm doing it. Oh, you did it. Oh, you nailed it. Chrome tab, everything. Elite pack, hollow. Yeah, that's it. The rest are just you know, they they might be something, but um, I I only choose one. So here I am. You are. Uh, I'm feeling good for you tonight. I think you're gonna run well here. Um. Oh, you did Where click on the link now? for the queue, though. Yeah. Uh, we're back. This happens occasionally. You got to, yeah, you got to go to the open, not the click the middle of the pack. They screwed it up. Oh, and okay. You can go to the pack. Go page back now. here. Sorry, uh, I'm. Well, uh, can you click back on your browser? Yes, I can. <laughs> <laughs> I am here for tech support whenever you need. Yeah. <laughs> this right here, open. Open yeah, sesame. Yeah, okay, it's gonna okay. be good. Hollow income. We have, here. Yeah, we got hollow potential here. Okay. All right. I've Let's go, Beth. I've never opened a hollow. I think I've maybe opened one rare ever you, with not a great number. You're definitely I'm, getting a rare. At least I'm a, a rare. very. Uh, I'm a very. Uh, yeah, you are getting a rare. I'm a young person in this space. Guaranteed, at least a rare though. Wow! Oh no, my God! Bethany, you can you can make it. <laughs> Just kidding. We got a rare. Hey, there's the rare. Rare number one. Oh, 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 and then it'll be a very unique also, moment. You should tag, tag LG Doucette, too, because he was the one that said he was going to be the face of European top shot. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. We all remember that. Okay. Well, I like that. that. I, also, I also like that it's a steal because I like defense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Okay. I think you did go in the... Okay, a little Mombamba. Yeah, I went in the reverse order of, of, of like, crescendo. It's all right. That's okay. Right. And like they're beating, they're beating like my uh, blazers here. So that's always good. Okay. All right. Final okay. one. Utah. 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 
I have had a lot of his moments before. They might have gotten traded in for this pack, actually. So it's nice that they could come back to me. Um, it's like a karma thing. Um, there you go. Yeah. yeah. If, what do they say? If you love something, let it go. And if it's meant to be, it'll come back, Bethany. I, that is exactly what they say. Um, very fun. nice what what's the uh what's the market value i mean i know we don't care about price for true collectors what's that uh bogdan <laughs> rare that she pulled john boy uh probably looking about 50 bucks maybe a little less actually with the cereal probably maybe 60 oh yeah i mean but john boy what if if bethany's campaign to get him to change his jersey number I tonight something else. can i offer something else um, uh -uh. So I, my drink of choice is water because yeah. I raise money for clean water. I'm running a race next month. Nice. And I have a looks rare Dirk jersey. It's nice. actually like Dirk on the front, party on the back because it's actually blank on the back. So you could put whatever you wanted on the back, <laughs> your own name, whatever, you know. You might want to put 41, but whatever number you want. But I'll send this to whoever donates the most to my page tonight. Ooh. Go look at my Twitter profile, uh, which is at Bethany L. Peters. And the link is there. So there you go. You want, That's great. Go ahead. Um, it's a Dutch auction. Just whoever gets the money. <laughs> you won't know. You won't know what anybody else is bidding. Just go. Just go do it. Smart. There you go. Um, that sounds great. Check out Bethany's Twitter and a Dirk Nowitzki jersey could be yours. Oh, it is size XXL. Just so right. you want to know that. You'll get it framed, I think, is is the play for that. Oh, you, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Frames. Yeah, framed is better. <laughs> um, all right. Greg, it is your turn to give us cool a walk-off Cool Cats right. pack. Bethany, also, will you just mute uh, your tab? I think oh, we're still getting uh, it coming yeah, in from uh, your speaker. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> it's a remix. <laughs> <laughs> that would be. Wait, where is? Uh, Greg, um, I swear to God, if you turn your drag. camera off and wet and open this without us. <laughs> no, I didn't do that. Okay, I see it now. Oof. Wow, close call, Greg. I mean, there were going to be pitchforks <laughs> if we didn't get to hear this Cool Cats music tonight. <laughs> um, real quick, too, as we set up this uh, walk-off pack here, uh, John Boy, tell the people, too, about uh, Momentum Labs, where they can check out the stuff you've been working on. Yeah, yeah. We uh, So we launched last week, MomentumLabs.app. Um, and there's a, there's a free side. There's a premium side to it. Uh, you know, we've got... Uh, moment tracking, flash challenge tracking. We've got a nice little trade ticket tool. Uh, for the next time you've got to trade in trade tickets, you can find the best ones to trade in in your collection. And uh, got a lot of things cooking. So it's, uh, it's going to be fun. MomentumLabs.app. Nice. Yeah, we have it in the Club Top Shot tweet tonight. I'll drop it in the show notes as well after. Check it out. I was browsing around on there. Very easy to sign up. You don't even have to give your password. Wow. You just need an That's email. Right, I did really baby. appreciate that, John. I, I, I hate That's having right. to use my password manager. <laughs> um, Mike, what else? Uh, anything else that people can check in on other than your four and a half minute intro each morning? <laughs> oh, yeah. Listen, Monday through Friday, we get the morning marketplace. I will say Wednesdays. Uh, so tomorrow, our NFL all day from here on out. And tomorrow, we've got TJ from On The Moment coming on 
to talk about OTM Rumble, which was announced today. And we'll probably talk about Jolly Jokers a little bit. And then on Friday, uh, Fridays are UFC strike day. Um, so we're doing that. I think John and I might be doing some some little foosball streaming as we get closer to the season. And even right fucking now, you can go watch the all-star game over at playback uh, with our man. Is Greg, is Greg holding that down tonight? Greg's holding down the all-star game right now. Um, Is anyone with him or is he just? No, no. no, I think I was with him for an hour. I think, I think some, I think some people joined him. I hope some people (laughs) joined. That's good. I just imagine Greg just like eating peanuts by himself. watching the Strike. Yeah. (laughs) He's keeping scoring it on his own notepad. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, we appreciate you guys uh tuning in tonight i know we uh we didn't have the usual cast of characters it's summer everyone's busy and very much appreciate mike and john boy hopping on to uh get back to our roots talking some top shot and of course bethany and greg our club top shot vips swinging by so greg i can't think of any better way to end this evening than with an old school walk-off cool cats pack i agree let's do it Let's see it. There's some Lamelo TSDs in there, right? Ooh, are there? Oh yeah, I think so. And Let's Edwards. Go. Uh, it's it's dropped too, so it's one of the first ones. I'm pretty sure. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. I forgot all about. It. I feel like I'm making money right now. Here we go. Jamal Murray. Yeah. Jamal Murray. <laughs>